0: Hello, you serious? Hello, you serious? I'm wearing my. Uh, it's not the black Superman. It's dark blue. Yeah,
1: and that uh, that Zach uh, amazingly, amazingly uh, revealing clip from uh, Zach Sider's oh. Justice League.
0: Yeah, that was cool.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, it was a cool clip. All all four seconds of it.
2: This is 13, the. Uh, this is how I feel. Yeah. <laughs> this is how I feel the whole week of uh, the watching Com-Con. panels on Comic Con. Yeah. It, well. Yeah. That's a, that's
0: really good, Jude. It's true. Talk about overhyped and underdelivered. This oh comic got Landed with a thud.
2: And I see oh, you, uh, Jason, hey. Hello, hello. Oh, Stu, I, st- I have the article hey. open. I didn't even know I had it open. There it is. Yeah. So. Oops. Why do so, you uh, come up uh, with
0: this, Jude? What's
2: that? <laughs> kick it off. Go for it. Well, I, I didn't even get a chance to really go through this article. I kind of just skimmed through it. But IndieWire released a uh, article today, oop, three hours ago, uh, for San Diego Comic-Con virtual event leaves fans with mixed feelings. And uh, mixed is an understatement, right? know <laughs> yeah, that's, that's putting icing on a shit cake. Um, <laughs> yeah. And it's pretty this much, a big old... it, yeah. Um, the article pretty much goes through saying that, you know, a lot of people who were actually tuning in felt that it just was extremely uneventful that they felt left out probably um, and that the experience just didn't feel like you you were there at Comic Con. It no, felt it like you're like eavesdropping on people's Zoom meetings, which if you have no involvement in being there and asking questions and, and interacting with the people on the panel, then who uh, Yeah I know I'm with you. It's um everything was pre recorded and it, edited. It, yeah it's part yeah. about going to a con is interacting with the creators and people I think felt left out.
0: Yeah, that was part of it. I think some of the topics they chose for for these panels were a little activisty instead of entertainment. Um, yeah. Yeah, it was. It was a letdown. I, I really, I don't. I sat through one entire panel, and that was the Inglorious Trexperts panel that
2: they did with uh, about the best of both. Who follow people. us now? Who follow us on Instagram right. Right now? I wonder they how that happened because we follow them. But yeah, um... they like my photo today too. Which one? I posted up uh, reading for the summer. I'm gonna read the Stephen King uh, book, which I have in the other the other room. Okay. Yeah, I did some. The the
1: kitty cat on the front cover.
2: Yeah, it's supposed to be really good, and it's supposed to be a mix of like three or four stories in one book, similar to like the Four Seasons. So I'm kind of I'm kind of interested in getting it done for the summer. In fact, let me go grab it. I'm like the world's slowest reader because I get
0: sleepy when I read that's why comics are perfect 20 minutes done <laughs>
3: yeah <laughs> bite size enjoyment and then <laughs>
2: exactly I really I just get sleepy it's it's weird and I'm'm I'm more than uh I'll, I'll share this book around like a.
3: what book is it what's the name
2: Oop. if it Bleeds. if it bleeds it's got good reviews. It's gotten like 4.5 out of 5 uh, stars. So, cool. and, I, and and this is the first book I've bought, besides a comic book, this is the first book I f- think I've bought in about like two years. <laughs>
1: <Not> <laughs> which bad.
2: is really sad. Which is really sad. Not bad. Well, I, I mean, comics I don't consider I guess you call them books, but... They're
0: literature dude. Don't be like
2: that. They are uh, literature. But I'm by just...
0: saying that, you are mocking my
2: intellectual ability to read a book. <laughs> <laughs> well, You're there's some, so, there, there, there is someone who is semi-published in this in this foursome. Who? Pete's Can published. You get, are you published, Pete?
1: yeah i got a uh i got a, my my bird brain comic from a few years ago got published oh, uh, volume right. one got got published yeah
2: my brother is I, a published my brother is a self published oh no,
3: no, no self published yeah that's, that's fine big Difference.
1: hey there's nothing wrong with that that's exactly what i did here too yeah, Birdbrainthecomicstrip.com. He dot com he has two books
2: on amazon check out um and if, and if you're interested in reading them uh, uh if he if he care if he yeah, if, if he cares I to went. share <laughs> his books with us um, I'm actually maybe,
3: the, the, the thing about the thing about self publishing is that whenever you look back on your work and you say, you know what, I want to rewrite that. You can't. You just pull it from Amazon, you rewrite it, you put it back up.
1: <laughs> exactly. Yeah.
3: <laughs> when you're when you're published though, it's set in stone. It's like, oh boy, well, you know, this is
2: this is going on so, in history. Getting so that staple. Need the staple, yeah. right? So we might be yeah. able to do a a book review on. Uh, on a book, if you care to share the link with us later on, brother. Yeah. Or put it in the chat, or.
1: Yeah, put yeah <laughs> put uh, put the, got, put the link he's... to your
2: book in the uh, comments. If he wants, I'm not going to push it. No. But but no. but I will no, I'm say actually, I'm actually rewriting it. Oh okay, so which just, one? I was
3: just re- I was just. I'm re- I'm rewriting the second one. Um, and actually that's what I was, I was just doing that before this uh before I locked it. Um, so, yeah, oh, nice writing and re editing it. So, uh, when I finish it, I hope to be done with it by the end of the year. Um, I'll resolicit it. Definitely.
2: What about the first one?
3: First
1: one I have uh, yeah. on the uh bookshelf here.
2: Why don't you yeah. put the link? Why don't we get the link and put it in the uh, yeah, browser.
1: John Saxon died?
2: Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, a
3: bunch of uh, Amazon copies.
2: There you go. Who died? That's a John, John Saxon.
1: Saxon, Oh yeah, Night- Enter Elm- the Dragon, Nightmare on Elm Street, Battle Beyond the Stars. Oh um,
3: yeah, I
0: remember him. Character actor from everything '80s. Oh. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Oh man. Uh, yeah, he looks a he lot had, of great uh, creators. He,
2: he had quite, pneumonia. Uh, so I just I just saw that movie too. That's Enter the Dragon, right? Yeah, Enter the Dragon. Yep. Yeah, that's a great movie. Yeah.
3: I gotta say, the most enjoyable panel that I that I uh, I watched was the Denny O'Neill tribute yesterday. Oh, and, I, I haven't um, seen that
2: one. Yeah, Finger
3: Roth was there. Um, uh, a lot of uh, a lot of people were commenting about how much Denny O'Neill meant to them, how much he inspired them. A lot of love for that man, and oh, deservedly so.
0: I got to know him uh, four years ago. Um, yeah, yeah uh, the, he yeah, was yeah, a, house. a joy to talk to. I almost I almost gave him fleas. Jude almost gave
2: him what? fleas. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. I I fleas. Fleas.
3: What's that story?
2: I when I got Max, um some you know, my friend kept contacting me saying, Oh, oh, you know, I, my my cat my cat had a litter, my cat had a litter, got, I can't get rid of all the cats, my dad wants me to get rid of these cats, yada yada yada. So I finally caved in and said, All right, Azur, I'll I'll take one of the cats and that's how I got Max, which if he comes around I'll show you him. He's about 15 pounds now. Um, (laughs) And I, I ended up going there, and I picked him out of a box full of three other cats and brought him home. And about a week later, my whole entire house was infested with fleas. And I was so bad that I actually had to sleep at a friend's house, call in a bug person, and they had a bug bomb my whole entire house. And I couldn't go in for three or four days. I had to wait for everything to settle down. And that whole time, during that time period, we had an interview with Denny O'Meal. And I was staying at a friend's house, but I was still coming in to get my clothes and stuff. Okay, this is before the bug guy. And we get to his house, and I was telling Keith all this shit that was happening to me. And Keith's like, dude! Dude, Dude, Denny, (laughs) Denny,
0: Denny is sitting 15 feet away, farting around on his iMac. And we're setting up lights, and dude's just blurting out, yeah, so the fleas are probably all over these equipment bags. And I'm like, dude.
2: Because I had to stop in the house. To, do that. Yeah, I had to stop in the house to get my equipment, you know, because it was all in the basement. And the bug, the bug guy didn't show up until a week later. So I was literally the, – the, the infestation at that point over a week before the bug guy got here was probably terrible. And what I did was I took trash bags – you know, uh, like medium-sized trash bags, and I duct tape them around my legs. So when I walked into the house, the they couldn't get on me. But it's so funny you, you can you can hear the fleas jumping on me, trying to get on me. You hear the trash bags. Oh, God.
3: Did, did Denny have? Did Denny what? have pets? Uh, I
0: don't think no, no, he, he had Jude for a day.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the whole, the whole time tried, we're set, tried dealing. We're the whole time we're setting up for this interview, I'm putting the lights up, putting the microphone up, Keith's putting the camera together, and I'm telling him I'm ho- how horrible this whole experience has been. And Keith is just looking at me like, shut the fuck up. Well, it
0: dude. was when you said they're probably all over these bags.
2: <laughs> you know, I'm like... Because I was sleeping at some girl's house who I wasn't even dating, and it was just awkward. I was just like, go do it. I got to tell you about this gonna experience. Give. And
3: You're going to give a comics legend fleas.
0: Yeah. That was... that was Yeah. I... I i'm sure you know denny o'neill is one of the mount rushmore's to you too you know and uh
3: yeah he is. I, I just, he is you know
0: it was it was i was so looking forward to that that whole day at his house and oh my god yeah it was uh <laughs>
3: i was really i was really envious of you guys for for that i was like wow i wish i could have, could be there talking to yeah. him i would have, i have so many questions that i wanted to ask him he was just
0: um the the coolest guy it, he would you know he was gabbing away with us for so long, his wife started banging pots and pans yeah. around upstairs to shut him up so we would leave.
4: <laughs> <laughs> well, really you know, funny. I heard one, know,
3: yeah. I heard once you engaged him in, in things like politics, the creative process, how those, how the creative process interwove with you know, with storytelling. I mean he was just a fount of information. He
0: just, oh, he well, was. The well, first was, question yeah, here's the first question. She just said, "Let's let's get started with a softball." Uh, you know, how would you get interested in writing for comics? Forty <laughs> minutes later, yeah. And the only reason he stopped at forty minutes on that first question is because I didn't bring enough recording media. I, I yeah. didn't expect. that. I'm yeah. like, this is the first question, and I was <laughs> texting, I was texting Jackie from behind the camera, so onto her lap, like, shut him up, stop, shut him down, yeah. shut him down. I, we're gonna run out of media. <laughs> And he, he actually saw her phone lighting up, and he saw me doing it, and he caught on. And he goes, "Yeah." He goes, "All right, I'll stop there." I bet you didn't expect
2: that. <laughs> <laughs> and it, 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 he was but a huge—you a- could tell he was a huge activist, and he played that into his comic book yes. stories, You know,
0: like he's an original he, hit. He did.
2: Yeah, I mean, he was probably the one mm-hmm. against the Vietnam War, and he was out there with the peace. Yeah. He had the peace button. When we interviewed him, he actually had the peace button on his on his uh, on. Uh, he wore—I forgot what he wore, but. Um, but he was totally like, you know, he had like a his normal Denny uniform, the black yeah, Like a, a vest or something, or um,
0: over the T-shirt, yeah. Yeah, but um, now he, was, yeah. Mary Fran was great. They were so generous, so nice. Um, you know, he did everything we asked and then some, and and we just hung around with him for the rest of the day. As he was, he put he was wow. he had just gotten a uh, treadmill delivered that day, yeah, because he was on this exercise kick, you know. And he was lecturing to us yeah. how important it is to, to exercise, yeah. And, uh, Outside, he had a trampoline out on his little uh-huh. porch. So he took us out to uh, to the trampoline. And
2: in fact, it was, it was, it was I think behind, behind all the cameras and lights and stuff, that he had his little big huge the little blow up ball, those exercise balls. He had the yeah. treadmill back there. He had all this yoga stuff. mat. He, yeah, right. <laughs> so we interviewed him right in his basement. We went right downstairs in his basement. Yeah, and he had a really nice collection of and I think it was like his own personal collection but he had all the comics that he wrote but they were perfectly in these books but they weren't for sale remember Keith on the bookshelf them yeah he had them bound yeah he had he them bound. bound and I don't know if they gave it to him or he bound them himself they are beautiful and I took a picture of them and I just remember thinking wow these things are like priceless mhm
0: yeah, it was it was kind of funny though because you know we he went down and he played the, like, I've never done this before routine. And he was kind of like, well, I was thinking maybe we could set up over here with the books. And if you look on YouTube at all the different interviews people have done over the years with Denny for documentaries, he, he's in the same spot. <laughs> he's in the exact <laughs> yeah. same stack spot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> with yeah. the stacks of books. Yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious.
2: <laughs> yeah. Do, we so have Keith, Was the stacks stack of books? books. Kate, do, yeah. we have, do we have those pictures of us and Danny? I thought you can, I thought they were
1: somewhere. Uh, the yeah, give
3: me
2: a minute. I can pull them up. Yeah, uh, give me a
1: second. What's this we're looking at over here?
0: Yeah, I was wondering uh, if it's, you're pulling it's them the up. This the YouTube channel for um, the con, since we were talking about the, uh, the sadness that it turned out to be.
2: Well, here, look, before we do that, I, I know I'm totally plugging my brother here, but can I share my screen? Yeah, here? you guys talk while I dig up these photos. Well, I'm going to plug my brother here. That's
0: there what I'm like. saying. Here, I'm gonna mute myself while I dig up these photos. How's that?
2: Uh hold on. Brother, I I, I think it's very important that uh what the hell? There we go. Now we do introduce Pete something that also you wrote. Reading his book, so go to Pete's too. Yeah, where is Pete?
3: Oh yeah, the monkey.
2: Why don't you tell yeah, us about why don't you tell us about your book, brother?
3: So I wrote this, God, back in 2008. Now it's been a long time. Um, it's a science fiction book about um, a guy who was able to sample time like he would sample music. He's able to sample bits of time and then play them back into the future to create alternate realities, and then he can enter it within any alternate reality that he that he samples. So um, he goes on an adventure. Of course, there's a yeah, there's an evil government organization out to try to steal these uh, these these powers from him um it's actually an implant a cybernetic implant they're trying to steal it from him um i mean it's you know it was my it was my first work i look back on it and you know say oh you know it was an action adventure kind of yarn i wanted it to be more intellectual more star tracky it turned out to be more star warsy a lot more action than i wanted in it but um yeah, yeah it was uh it was what it was. I think I sold a handful of copies. <laughs>
2: you well, you know? do have a rating. You do have a rating here.
3: Yeah, because it was by my aunt. <laughs>
2: <laughs> this sci-fi my book was rating. very entertaining. Good character development, real twist at the end. The dialogue moved now, the plot along quickly, and now I find it was a page turner.
3: Yeah, and now I read back on it, I go, "Oh,
1: oh, that's terrible.
3: Oh God, what, what was I thinking?" You know.
1: Well, you can always change change the uh, change the the original PDF and make it make it follow George own- Lucas on it. <laughs>
3: the two thousand twenty revised edition, right?
1: Yeah, you could do exactly.
2: the uh, you could do the back cut as opposed to the Schneider cut.
3: Yeah, yeah. So, uh, but you know what? I think it's it's important to get work like that out just to get the gears turning, to get the blood pumping. And, um, and prepare you for, for better writing. You know, it, it's always important to get that first work out, even if it isn't up to your standards.
2: Hey, um, listen, I'm just, I could never write a book. I, I mean, dialogue to me seems like the hardest thing to write. I've tried writing scripts before, and I, I, all yeah. my script writing back in the day was just all just visuals, because I could not figure out how to do dialogue very well. It is the hardest part, I think, of writing a script, a movie script, and writing a book. Dialogue is a secret.
3: You you want to know a secret for dialogue? When you're writing it, always recite it verbally. Always say it out loud. And if it sounds unnatural to you, scratch, scrap it, and start over. Uh, Because dialogue has to sound natural to the ear, it's an auditory thing.
2: Right. And, but you, the thing I always had a hard time doing is creating characters where I couldn't put myself in that character's head but I wanted to, and being able to write like a villain, a good villain, and, and, and trying to think like a good villain or or, or a, a person that I can never be, but how do you actually write a character like that? You know what I mean? I'll tell Does that you make how. Hold
3: we'll on a second. <laughs>
1: Let's
3: see. I'm trying
2: to copy uh, Pete's link, but it okay. I can't I can't Go ahead
3: it. and... Edit. And plugging And plugging Denny again, this, is, this book taught me uh-huh. immensely. Right here. Uh-huh. It, that's comics a, that's guys, an excellent book. This is what I learned a lot from. Now, it's not only just for writing comics. You can get a lot about storytelling, a lot of information about storytelling, about a conflict from this book, about uh, character development. So, um, yeah, Denny definitely... And it's very concise too. It's not very. It's not a very large book. You could read it in one afternoon. You'll become a much more talented, efficient writer after reading that. I believe.
0: Yeah, I bought that for my buddy Paul, and uh, just recently, Paul Copperberg has a similar book out now. How to very write nice. Time.
1: Yeah, I have Alan Moore's,
0: and I have Paul, but it's, Paul's is way in the other room, so I'll, I'll go get it later. But
1: I've got Alan Moore's version of the same the same subject matter.
0: Really. Oh, that's right. I forgot Alan Moore did one too. Yeah. Yep. Very
1: cool. Well, Never too much see. advice on that subject. Yeah.
2: Uh, I I tried to click. Um, I got Pete's Pete's book. I think it kept displaying. It uh, I think it just kept displaying it on our screen instead of. Yeah. It, I yeah, I yeah. I couldn't copy it. Yeah. No. So he put it in the private
1: chat so I can grab it. So there it is. Pete, did you
3: did yeah, so you illustrate it too? Or was it both written and written? Oh yeah. yeah, oh yeah, it's oh,
1: yeah. drawn drawn, illustrated and written by me. Uh, Birdbrain was a character wow. I had when I was a little kid, and it basically, this is the first hundred strips. I've got nearly a hundred more. I I I keep I keep uh, putting it off to to. Uh, I like that uh, the expression on his face there on the, on the front <laughs> cover, It just looks like he's he suddenly realizes he's being watched. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's
1: awesome. But yeah, check it out. It's 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 not very expensive. It even comes as a uh, as 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 a comic book on on. Uh, you can buy you can buy it on Kindle or you can buy it on uh, uh, Comixology
2: You used to run That's the awesome. strip on. You used to run the strip on Instagram. I remember I used to. I like ran to it on it. on
1: Instagram, on on Facebook, on Twitter, and it's at birdbrainthecomicstrip.com If you wanted to read it for free, I mean, please don't. <laughs>
2: i want to hide that url Uh, so while while these two are working on their projects keith and i have been working on a really big one including somebody who's not here jackie um and we're currently going through the the process (laughs) if you want to call it that so so hopefully you'll see from the day hopefully you'll see something published by keith uh jackie and i by uh a couple years oh, he, maybe looks,
4: a year. he looks thrilled.
2: there i am he looks thrilled he was he was he had a good time. <laughs> and, then, and then there's, there's i think jackie. He, i think he just felt like it was a long interview and his wife was making dinner upstairs and was like that was afterwards there you go. yeah this was when actually, we were
0: on our way out the door yeah after we packed up the gear and whatnot so yeah
2: yeah i gotta um, print these
0: yeah. yeah, I wore my Batman shirt for him. It was hot that day too. I remember. Oh, that. Print these it was, it was up, and an put, put them in your
1: office, Keith. Yeah,
0: yeah it was in August. Um, it was it was pretty hot and muggy, and yeah. so there it is, Jason. You can see his uh, bookcase, the famous bookcase behind. <laughs> you. Yeah, he
3: yeah.
2: was a great guy. He
3: was so yeah. immensely influential to me and to many people.
0: He's a um, pensive man, as you can see by this photo. Uh, yeah Oh, here's the picture you took. Oh,
2: yeah. Here's the picture. Here it so is. He had all of his, all the things he did, all bounds in these yeah. beautiful black books or blue, like bluish black. Leather bound. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. What's this one? You took a lot of photos of his stuff. These are awards he won. Yeah. Looks like Wizard, the Wizard uh, magazine another another he had a lot of them up there. Yeah, he had a ton of these leather bound books. I, and I loved them cuz I was like this is th- those are probably one of a kind. They're probably not um they are one of a kind. They're all per- yeah.
3: personally bound.
2: Yeah. And then I kind of took pictures of stuff he was reading. Or, uh, oh yeah.
3: Frank Miller's Daredevil. Yeah.
2: He actually he really
0: loved the genre, you know. He just yeah. he He's loved telling Dicko. stories, you know. He was fun. He's a great guy. It's actually funny. We got there. He was very apologetic because he um, he, yeah, at head. No, he, bang, he banged his head on a cabinet door that morning and cut his head open. And oh. it was too tender to even put makeup on. So I'm thinking, um, you know, when we get into the post production, we're going to have to mask and roto the cut out of his head.
1: So any good Roto artists in the the audience, uh, please feel free to send your resume to pizzapopculture at at gmail.com because that's going to be a lot of work.
0: Yeah. But, you know, it's um, the whole thing so far. I mean, you look at the names we got here, all these shoots, Bob Layton, uh, you know, Frank McLaughlin, Joe Sinnott, Joe State, and John Byrne. We were actually talking about this the other day. Uh, we were talking about the toys. Oh, John Byrne! You got to see
2: the the. Toy I, there's toys. a lot of photos there. I think I took like over 200. I took a lot too. He had some, he, his whole basement was like a, a art museum, like a, yeah. a not even an art museum, like a Marvel. There, this is one small section of one shelf oh, yeah. wraps all the way around, and there's six deep. You know, every single. One. And he, wow. he had original art in the back, hanging on the walls. Tons of original art. Yeah, like this. Um, he has aer- model yeah. airplanes
0: not hanging from his drop ceiling. He's-
2: he has one of the original panels to a Superman comic that he read when he was a kid. And he acquired one of the panels to that comic. And he was telling me about the whole story of it. And he was like so ecstatic that he got an actual panel from it, an actual page yeah that's, that's size living
0: gort stands in his living room yeah. Like when you walk in his foyer it's in a little alcove there nice. yeah, photos, dude. You took like more than
2: oh I took shitload oh his his house is crazy he, he he actually sits in a bomber chair like it that was in an actual aircraft of a b fifty two right I don't know if you have a picture of that and it's it it, and it's got all the seat belts and all the stuff hanging off of it I don't know if it be easy to
1: see um oh no that's the back of jackie's head i thought that was a chair <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah i don't know if you were able to see it oh, i'm so he
1: sorry had,
2: jackie he had all these models hanging in the ceiling and as yeah. i was bringing equipment i was hitting them and he was getting nervous. oh yeah
0: he was getting nervous <laughs> here here's some with the lights turned on so yeah, yeah.
2: oh I mean, wait no we must have put him in another chair he actually has a-
0: yeah we did because
2: it was he was tur- he was doing this job he was kind of turning in it and stuff Oh, the chair is, is crazy looking. It looks like a gunner chair and like a like a B-52. Yeah. Let's see. There's the Aaron shield over. was great. The shield shots. These? Yeah.
0: Yeah, we did these. We um uh, <laughs> we overcranked the camera so these are all in slow motion. He like reveals himself from behind the shield.
2: He had nice. a great
0: time. We we had a ball with John. And was we that thing out, right there? We went out to lunch afterwards. This thing?
1: Yeah, what's that thing?
2: That Scul- thing? Yeah.
1: <laughs> That's a big ugly thing.
2: Yeah, it's a huge ugly thing. Yeah. He had a lot of toys and a lot of sculptures. Yeah. yeah. Look how much how many panels and pages he has back there of original. And the,
0: the toys. They wrap oh. all the way around the basement. And and he has just as many upstairs. I mean it's just Yeah.
2: It was Um uh, what else? Yeah, there's gotta be more in there to. There's tons. I mean, we could go through these photos all day, but I mean, he had little knickknacks. He had all kinds of stuff down there. It was it was awesome. It was it was.
0: Here's a good shot. Look behind Aaron. Just this one wall behind
2: him. Aaron was our sound guy that day. So look at. I'm glad we had five of us too. Look look at the book. Look at the bookshelves. (laughs) Not if you can call them shelf. Yeah, the books
0: underneath. Let me see if this one's clearer. Yeah, this one's a little clearer. So you look at the toys.
2: <laughs> That's
0: just one wall. That's one shelf.
2: Oh, yeah, It That's goes the all way to...
0: the way around. It goes all the way around his house.
2: So up in the corner there was the um, his first comic yeah. book he bought, a Superman comic up this in the corner one? there. Yep. And he actually – that, that looks like Batman. Maybe it was the one next to it, the smaller one. I don't remember. But he was showing me the – he was so psyched that he actually got a page from the comic he read when he was a kid. Yeah,
0: he's he's just as big a fan as he is um oh yeah a professional.
2: <laughs> he's got doing his William Shatner. <laughs> <laughs> I, wish, I, I wish we had a photo of that chair. That chair was so unique. Yeah. Well here he's showing Jackie. Is this it?
0: No, this is the oh, this is a question. stuff. This is a question thing. He, he had
2: Dick, he had original Ditko stuff. That's right.
1: Nice.
0: Yeah, here is a
2: yeah i mean this stuff is look at the not the bubbles were just written in yeah yeah i mean who has that stuff that stuff is how do you acquire that stuff only only a person that could be in the industry right no way yeah that looks great man look at that
0: so yeah that was quite the day too um how long were we there we were 12 hours
2: yeah, and then afterwards he invited us out to lunch. Yeah, we, we went out to eat and we were there till well after right. dark. So yeah. we went to a, we went to a deli and we sat there and we we ate and probably talked for another couple hours. George Wilman, Joe Sinnet, Cuppy,
0: Nick Cuddy. God, it was so hot down there in Florida, remember that? Bob
2: Layton's house. Roy Thomas. Thomas his uh condo. Uh, no, Nick Cuddy's. Oh Nick uh, Cuddy's Bob's was, was comfortable. Bob's was air conditioned. Yeah, Nick's yeah. was awful. Nick lived in a little
0: house. Bob's is funny too. Cause <laughs> there he is. Oh, that's a nice picture of me. I didn't see those. We had to sit on the floor. There was no room in there. Remember? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was really tight. And you could see from these photos, like we, you know, he's got this big TV and all these shelves and his drawing board and his desk. It was just, there was nowhere to shoot, but you want to shoot them in their natural habitat. You know? Here's a oh, bit yeah. where you can see how tight yeah. it was. The camera's right over Jackie's shoulder. It was it was crazy?
2: He was a funny guy. Yeah, he was. There he we is. Had great, we had some great. Tony shots Stark of himself. There he
4: no.
3: is.
0: <laughs> I think we, look, have we have got him our, we've got our oh, promotional we, postcard in the in the thing. Oh yeah, yeah. Didn't he jump off
2: that chair or something? He did yes.
0: something. We had him jump off the top of the. <laughs> With the sunglasses and he's holding up the, the comics,
2: remember? Mm. Yeah.
3: Like Tony Stark.
2: Yeah, totally. <laughs> We're doing the, the Iron Man. Yeah. Bob's fun. He's just a he's just a yeah. he's a riot. Not much of a
0: filter on that guy. <laughs> Pete came on this shoot, went to the Oh I, yeah. Oh yeah, I, I didn't remember go that, on one. that Secret Stash. I, I couldn't make that one. The weather that day was so weird. It started out in the morning; it was an ice storm, and by the time we left to get lunch, it was like sixty degrees out. It was so weird. That uh, mm-hmm.
1: there we are. Interview. I was the boom. I operated the boom, uh, not without incident, unfortunately.
0: Yeah, where's that picture? We we staged this. Picture. The last one. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I accidentally clocked him in the face. Look at look at look
2: at it. you. You had a COVID haircut before COVID. Yeah,
1: <laughs> rocking the vid.
0: That was fun. Mike's a uh, great guy. Smash
3: Mike's
2: staff stick. Staff
0: Yeah, that. Was, yep. Well, we faked it. That was a fake shot.
2: Did you meet them all, or okay. was, it, was, it, was it just him?
0: It, uh, no, Walter and um, Ming were there. Walter was a douche. He was. Uh, oops, did I say that?
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> he um, he was purposely. It's archived. Under- he was sitting on his phone, like ten feet away, making noise intentionally. It was really irritating. Uh, this one, Jackie and I had to go do it by ourselves. Yeah, I couldn't make that. We did this at Terrificon, up in the ballroom, the green room there. look at those, look at those velvet chairs. I know. It was really tough to make this work because there was nothing, you know, to to make it look nice. But I think we did all right.
4: You know, that's what looks, it like.
0: It
2: actually looks like a movie theater, just with this with the seats. Yeah, there. yeah. No. The carpet. I okay. always wanted movie theater carpet in my house. I don't know why. Or arcade carpet, you know, those weird right.
4: Oh,
0: here's one Jude'll never forget. Will Franz.
2: Oh god, remember this. So, the start. the weird story about this is that we did this while he was working. So behind us was a was a a cubicle like a like a huge room with dozens and dozens and dozens of cubicles with people at them on doing something. I don't know what they it, were it doing. It looks like one of those um, telemarketing centers.
0: call yeah, like center. center. Hey, Mr. Gomes. Hello. Welcome, welcome. We have a new uh, topping in the uh, pizza. Uh, Edison. Yeah, yeah
4: mine, I might not last too long. There's a lot of commotion going on in my house. So. Oh. <laughs> yeah,
2: can you, same. Can you, can you spin a little bit? You got the can- uh, the light behind you. Oh, I know. yeah, That's you're like back. I can't even
4: see. Just so it's we like can... I'm a... It's like I'm in shadow. Yeah. yeah.
2: So we're in the <laughs> witness protection program.
4: <laughs> <laughs> it does look like that, doesn't it? <laughs> All right, let me see. All I gotta
2: do is mirror
0: <laughs> This was brutal. So this was the comic one. <laughs> this room was like puke green. Man, and uh, it doesn't show here. It looks kind of beigey, actually. But um, Jude and I were fighting the light the whole time. A storm rolled in. They're doing construction across the street, and it was just man, it was a mess. So anyway, we can go on and on about this, but we're not here to talk about the Charlton movie. We're here no, to. No,
1: but about it's,
2: it's it's great to. Yeah, we're here
1: talk to about- talk about Comic Con, and there's not much to talk about Comic Con. Right. Even <laughs> the fans are. <laughs>
2: upset about,
1: about comic-con and we aren't crazy about comic-con and all of our 15 viewers are here probably don't don't have the yep. uh, probably had the I, same I, opinion about comic-con <laughs> i think we're more
2: interesting than the whole week of comic-con just yeah. saying yeah right exactly
0: so how about this one let's just go right to this one hold on did, did everybody that, watch this of beer. <laughs> did everybody watch this this uh yes
1: yeah, all four seconds of it, it was still entertaining.
0: I think it was like thirteen, but yeah. Um it's interesting because they, they're they're gonna actually show a teaser trailer at the DC fandom event next month. All right. It, it, this thing. And it looks like um it looks like a lot of these um studios or whatnot or, or um, companies are gonna do their own kind of little Comic Con at home thing. Alan, shitty beef is here. Hey, uh, hang on a second. Let me just uh, mute myself. Talk amongst yourselves. I will be one second.
1: Well, it doesn't surprise me that 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 the studios and and different entertainment centers are having their own uh, Comic Con at home type of thing because well, it's it's probably dirt cheap to do.
4: And they could just you do know, as good yeah, enough yeah, job yeah, as they're doing with the with the other Comic Con, with the real Comic Con. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they don't
1: have to. They don't have to pay all the fees and 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 go through all the 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 the, the headaches and 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 hoops to you know. And then when they can do it themselves, kind of like uh, how things are being streamed. You know, why go through Netflix if you can show it yourself?
4: I mean, have any of you gotten a chance to see any of the panels to t- today or earlier?
1: Uh, yeah. We tried watching the panels, but they uh, they they were kind of uh, lackluster. Yep, we yep. watched uh, Inglorious Trexperts who now follow us. Thank you very much on Instagram. Um, it, watched that. Watched um, the 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 Star Trek panel. Parts of it, anyway. Uh, the rest of it was just um, not 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 our bag. There was a Doctor Who panel
4: today and um there was yep and um i was coming from like someone who knows next to nothing about doctor who so i just thought i'd just see if it was it was basically a bunch of people uh, i I look like just fans or maybe somebody some well-known fans that would went around reading each of the dot they went from one to 13 is it now um reading each of the doctors and figuring out who was the overall best one and as I figured it would be tenant because that's the one I always hear about. But um,
1: yeah, between uh, Tom Baker and David, it was,
4: it was interesting. I mean, they talked about some kind of recent episode called timeless children. Maybe you can share the The timeless Timeless children where where they showed like the origin of, of him or like a, and they talked about how there was like child abuse in there somewhere. I I don't know. Yeah, there's far. child
1: abuse, there's there's a whole bunch of retconning that the fandom is not happy about. Yeah, none of them were happy. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 not happy about it. Basically, it ignores over 50 years worth of history yep. and just went right out the window. That's what they and said. <laughs> yeah. So it's uh it's it's the the latest the latest batches of Doctor Who are not landing pretty well with the uh with the 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 fandom it's the ratings have have just completely tanked and i guess the bbc is happy with with the content uh creatively but not happy about the the uh the the rating so something something's got to give they either gotta dump the 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 showrunner chris chibnall or they gotta Get him to, to stop doing the identity politics and actually do something that the that the general audiences really want to watch. Um, HBO Max has the 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 streaming rights to it, and I guess they're putting up a lot of money for the next couple of seasons. Maybe they'll have something to say because AT and T is very uh, very concerned about what fans think of different properties. Clearly, so
4: yeah, be interesting to see how that.
1: Goes forward. Yeah. Looks like shitty chicken and shitty beef are discussing hard drives at the moment. <laughs> what is? Why is Alan?
2: Why is Alan there? Why isn't Alan on the show?
1: He's dropping off a hard drive. Let's let's find out.
2: Is. Is that what? Alan's? Is that Alan's huge collection of pornography that I just gave you? Oh yes, God. it's a
0: huge collection of pornography.
2: Couldn't you wait? He could have been on this show
1: right huh? now. Couldn't you wait?
0: <laughs> uh, I guess not. He's had a busy day. Um, all right. Yes. So where were we? Yeah, this yeah thing? I mentioned how it's probably easier
1: for studios and different creators to do their own cons at home because then they don't have to go through Comic Con. They don't have to go. Th- they they can keep all the the ad revenue for themselves.
0: That and all yep. the big announcements. That's why we didn't hear shit. So um, that's that. What else do we have? and we wind Ooh, I, this, thing I, I up. guess you watched uh, the pitiful
4: Robotech uh, co- uh, panel, or no? Oh, you didn't. Did okay, <laughs> didn't miss much at all.
0: I forgot about it. I I, I always forget. I know about
4: you t- you told me about it though. So uh, basically, they spent the. F- it was like a total of twenty minutes, twenty five minutes, and the first twenty of them were just going through all the new toys and models and die cast that they had available to buy (laughs) and they had a very short update on the fact that they're not putting any new comics out until next year and there wasn't even any kind of like movie progress at all
0: that movie is not ever gonna happen i'm pretty sure um i saw this today on bleeding fool marvel studios has big plans for marvel's illuminati
4: oh i I heard about this new avengers explain
0: uh lucy you got some splaining to do um yeah i guess they just want to do some kind of knockoff for uh disney plus of this new avengers thing
1: interesting Um, but but isn't that that charles xavier part of that yes
0: so is iron man so does that mean you're going to pay robert downey jr to come back uh
1: probably not
0: but yeah, Professor X, you got uh, Doctor Strange. I mean, are they going to have Cumberbund come? Maybe. I well, mean, still they're, active, paying, so. they're paying some of these other guys, you know, Anthony Mackey and they're paying uh, Sebastian Stan and they're, you know, uh, what's his name, Hiddleston. They're paying all them. So in So maybe they will. Um, yeah. But then you're going to have to have the FF and Namor in there already. They already have Black Bolt from their. Abysmal in humans thing,
1: which I think they're ignoring.
2: You you know, case of video well, professional when they can't ignore You get they. to see all the things that are recommended to them. Oh yeah, the, uh, the <laughs> pop up ads are all for. <laughs> <laughs> they have you pegged, man.
0: <laughs> but it says no pop up ads, and there they were, right at the bottom of the
4: page. And there right? they
0: were. <laughs> so. Yeah, that's... Uh, what is this? Star Wars writer accuses Ryan Johnson's... Bri- accuses Ryan Johnson's of choices? Harmful? Uh, r- <laughs> again, um, bloggers that think they're... Editing. To... Good God, right? I mean, come on.
3: Did you see that um, Tom, Tom King apologized? Oh.
0: Well, I'm glad you brought that up, Jason. I yeah, was going to save it, let's about get that. into it right now. <laughs> let's get into it right <laughs> Friggin
3: now. It, so, he said it was a misunderstanding.
0: Yes, misunderstanding. well, he's full of shit because <laughs> well, guess what happened today? Jay Lee responds. Really? Yes. So oh, basically nice. what happened is sure. so we know what Tom did, right? This dick move where he went whining to DC and basically wanted them to cancel Jay Lee. Um, costing him Um, a job because Jay Lee worked with, uh, Evan Van, uh, Shiver on Ethan Van Shiver on cyber frog. He did these covers for Ethan. Just, you know, Hey, pay gig. They're old friends. Maybe. Right. So Ethan. Yeah. Isn't it? I mean, Jay Lee's a phenomenal artist. His stuff is just gorgeous. So, um, that day, um, Ethan came to his defense and wrote to Tom King, this is a shameful thing you're doing. History will judge you for it. Uh, we aren't a hate group. We are opposed to SJWs destroying this business with cancel culture while using marginalized people as shields. You can't win because you're wrong and we're right. Um, Haha, what a dark time. Go F yourself with this hate group shit while you destroy a working artist who's been making people happy for decades. while you've only made Batman a simp
2: his run sucked i'm sorry
0: i can go on and on about it but you've probably heard enough <laughs> and then you know ethan just came right after tom king cancel culture is wrong it's immoral make no mistake <laughs> King's afraid of social justice warriors canceling him which is why he's pointing at jay lee and screeching comics gate tolerates all of this with a smile we are on the right side side of history and Fu too so here's what you were referring to jason where he says i spoke with jay he's not on twitter didn't know comics gate existed and doesn't support hate of any kind we're all good best possible outcome well not so much
3: back back pedal back
1: pedal
0: yeah back pedal <laughs> yeah, well, yeah well we'll walk it back like you know right there i just got mad when i saw this walk back because i spoke with jay after i tried to destroy his career then i right. called him up not not call him up first and say hey man you know i don't really like your politics and you know no no just go to dc you know, complain. who he might've complained to other companies too, because if you read, so Jay Lee comes up on Instagram, he is on Instagram and he began his post by writing this two weeks ago, June and I took Loki, his dog Loki to San Diego to see a specialist. He did not survive due to complications from surgery. This past Friday was supposed to be a day of mourning. We were back in San Diego to pick up his ashes. We're going to take him to the beach and comfort each other, sharing our favorite stories about our little boy. Instead, a part of the internet I avoid like the plague came barging in. I had companies I'm working for calling me, friends reaching out to me. I'm seeing hate pouring out of strangers' mouths, accusing me of things I have no knowledge of. I'm seeing firsthand how fast lies are spreading. Let me be clear, I'm not part of any group. We never made it to the beach. We spent the entire six-hour drive back home on an emotional roller coaster. I'm writing this... I'm writing this because I'm angry. These irresponsible tweets are not harmless. They do not just go away. They have real-world consequences. They can take away your job, your life, your memories. June and I were robbed of a special day. So no, we're not all good. So Tom King, this isn't the start of a... he's, He's still going. This isn't the start of a conversation. This is the end. So please don't drag me into a world I never wanted to be part of, nor will I ever want to be part of. I want to honor Loki by going back to producing art made with love for people who enjoy it for what it is, something that hopefully brings joy into their lives. Mommy and Daddy miss you very much, Loki, our love. So, so the virtuous Tom King just did a number on a,
2: an innocent guy.
0: I will, I will I'll never buy a yeah, comic uh, Tom, that he uh, wrote. I think Tom King's
2: done in comics. Yeah. And I would it never bu- I'm not buying anything if he ever writes anything. Yeah, it sounds like he
4: um he he heard Something about what was happening with Jay, and tried to backtrack just so he wouldn't get a backlash, right? Uh, like, like we're yeah. giving him now, right? Mm-hmm. Exactly.
0: You know, too late. I mean, you don't, you don't do this to people, and th- this is what they do. This is what
2: the cancel culture does. Yeah, but he's not part of that. Can- I mean, that how a, would, a, well? First of all, he's, he's, not, he, he's not a millennium. He's a, he's yeah. a guy probably what in his thirties, forties. Well, he's clearly like afraid man. of getting canceled himself, so he's they gatekeep. You know. No, his Batman run was shit. I'll say it a 50th time. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. He's total shit. My brother actually came over to my house to read the floppies because he doesn't buy... I don't think he buys floppies anymore. And I don't even think you enjoyed it. It was unforgettable. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you don't, right? (laughs) Unforgettable or forgettable? I'm sorry. Forgettable. (laughs) That's what I meant.
0: I I just think this is despicable, what he did. Unforgettable. He's not the only one. You know, this is what's going on. And, and this whole Comics Gate thing, it's not even a it's not even a real group. It's it's a list of people that the SJWs have targeted. And they're calling it Comicsgate because the people in Comicsgate just wanna stay neutral. They don't want to put politics into their stories. They just want to tell stories. But if you don't pick
2: a side, you're you're out. But what does this say for all the up and coming? kids or what it says is go do that in, are going to go into comic books and does it, that it, mean that it they're going to have to here to some bullshit thing that oh it, we we have to be careful well, what kind of
0: story right now it says screw the publishers go on indiegogo and print your own comic books
4: if they're smart yeah if if they want to do their own work if if they just want to join the group they're going to have to change their work to fit the their if mold. you
0: if you look at the money that ethan van Shiver's making off his own cyber fraud comics through indiegogo He's lapping. He's doubling, tripling what he would make at the big two. And, and same with Cecil. Cecil, the, the dynamite, they canceled his cover. So he went and went to a, uh, two other, I forgot who he went to, but he just redid it with two other characters from somebody else, and he made thousands of dollars within an hour again.
2: So they don't need to abide by the comic code, because they're selling it backdoor, pretty much. They're not, they, they don't have it on a newsstand. They don't have it on a comic book shelf. You just go do your own thing. These they're
1: still up. using the comic code?
0: No. Yeah. Yes, no, they are, aren't they? No, they're not. <laughs> no, they're not using the comics code. But these people who do this thing kind of act like the new comics code.
2: I thought the comics code was still in effect. They just didn't push it as much. Like, you didn't see no, the little...
0: No, you know, it's gone. It's been gone for a long time. Then you have well, this happen at the same time. We got. Um, let me get this.
4: But what that proved with these you show just showed just now is that, the that they don't point. have to go. By um, we they don't have to give in. They could just do go independently, and guess who's buying their stuff? It's, it's the money. The money is where it talks. There,
0: exactly. So. And that's what I think these these people are upset about because these independent creators are making more money and selling more books than than they are at publishers.
2: Mm.
0: People are sick of this crap. You know, the, the the thing is, the culture on Twitter is just not the real world. And And I think Tom King got totally co-opted into that creepy Twitter world. It doesn't reflect what people are really like. The majority of the people are right in the center
1: h. G. Wells actually said uh, moral indignancy is simply jealousy with a halo. There you go so yeah, they probably are jealous of the fact that 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 indie indie creators are making a lot more money at this and than the big guys
0: and Ambrose beer said uh." What do you say? A conservative is someone who wants to destroy all evils, and a liberal wants to destroy all evils with all new evils.
4: <laughs>
0: so, and then, you know, here we go. Uh, Warren Ellis just got canceled by DC. Because apparently, women who had consensual sex with him in the past have suddenly uh, said that he made them do it. So. People not taking responsibility for their own actions as adults. <laughs> so, you know what? Warren will go do the same thing. He'll go put up a Kickstarter. He'll make his own book and hell with him, right?
4: Uh, based on his past uh, works, it'll sell. Sure. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah. He's had a lot of good stuff come through Avatar. He's published through them. Right. Um, he, he'll always find the home.
0: He's very he can do it himself. He puts up at Indiegogo. He'll make all the money he needs. It's um Yeah. You know, there, there there was rumors that there was this whisper network inside the comics industry of people that were compiling a list of folks they were targeting. And uh I forgot which YouTube channel has someone on the inside. They put a plant in there and it's all true. There's a spreadsheet wow. and everything. Yeah. They sent they sent in a mole. And um, yeah
4: i'm not surprised i mean everything that's happening
0: you know this is the time when they should be banding together to save their industry and instead they're eating each other yeah, yeah. really we
4: could be could be. seeing a change to where all these independent publishers start start folding and you're going to have a lot more just uh independent writers and artists uh, like uh like with with ethan as you said and that that's where the comic industry might move to <laughs> If anybody wants to take this
2: off my hands, I'm more than welcome. Jude, you should do a YouTube video where you can take each page and wipe your ass with it. Oh, it
0: to Tom King. <laughs>
2: um, this is I mean, interesting. I, I, it, it, I don't know how much this is worth online, but I would wipe my ass with it. <laughs> this is interesting because I think,
0: you know, not that this site was created or anything, which, well, it's kind of this, that is interesting that someone finally had enough of this and made a A job post site that's not it's politically neutral right but but i think you're gonna see this um starting to happen um because my vice media trashed this website and uh they said to vice media please remove your statements linking us to white supremacists and calling us dumb and deserving of being trolled to death fail to do so and you will have a nice defamation Uh suit coming your way very soon trust us it will be an absolute joy i think I think you're going to start to see that happen to all these blog sites that that call people haters and call them white supremacists because they don't,
2: they won't, you know, check the boxes. Yeah, but that'll stop it. (coughs) Excuse me. The thing is, is what's the difference between producing a comic book on a, say, on something like a like a violent KKK group or something, and saying. Is that what you truly believe, or you're just writing a comic book based on that that story? You know what I mean. So where does it the lines get blurred between? It's probably in this, today's this culture, like, or this is the story you want to write. In today's culture, a book like that would
0: probably be uh, hate considered hate.
2: Right. But there's a lot of comic books that are out there that are like that, and I'm curious to know. I mean, I remember a comic book back in the day that my brother and I used to to read. And I don't know if any of you guys read this. I don't even know who who published it, but it was a comic book called Faust. I remember that. Remember that. And, Fa-
4: yeah, Faust. Faust. Oh, okay. Yep. Yep. And it was
2: it it was over the top. I don't even know. Like it. I. I don't. It was like a rated. It would be rated X pretty much as a as a movie. Oh,
3: totally. It was a rated totally. X comic.
2: Yeah. But you know, and, and you know, Alan Moore's. Uh, he's published some stuff mm-hmm. that's debatable Some duties, yeah. but you know where do you blur the lines between telling a story through a comic or saying well because you did that this is your beliefs because not everybody's going to write yeah, a it's comic a good
3: point. it's a good point because remember jmd matias wrote the craven Saga, um and uh, what happened was he had craven uh, commit suicide at the end of that tale right. and then you had Thousands upon thousands of angry mothers say that Marvel was um, promoting suicide, Mm -hmm. and he said, "No, that's not the point. The point is I'm trying to tell a story here." Mm -hmm. So that's a good point. Um, Those lines are blurring now. You can't tell adult-themed stories without repercussions from uh, your creators now because of the internet.
2: Yeah, they're just afraid to to tell a story they want to tell. Right. Right. Exactly. And, and because in the story that you have to tell isn't always reflective of your personality. It's just the way the world is. You're telling right. a story uh, based on how human beings can be. Whether or not it's it, it's violent or or it's horrid or something terrible's happened, you're just doing it anyway because you're like, this is humanity. You can't dumb it down for Art people. is a
3: reflection of humanity. Yeah, That's art right. is a reflection of, of humanity.
2: Well,
0: you know, you're talking about people. Creators have
3: to be honest with themselves. You know.
0: You're talking about a group of people who want to rewrite history just because it doesn't suit their narrative. Here's the flea bag. <laughs> there he is. The one who almost got Daniel. Oh,
4: O'Neill. Big, big he is?
0: <laughs> He was just a kitten back then, wasn't he? Yeah. He was just, he's like 15 pounds. Right While now. we're on cancel culture, uh, Gone with the Wind was one of the targets. And um, we lost Olivia de Havilland today. 104 years old. Wow. Yeah. That's uh, getting your money's worth right there, gang. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. Isn't that crazy? 104. Yeah. It's nuts. Let's see if
4: we can find her secret.
2: <laughs>
4: how, old, how old did George Burns I Probably <laughs>
2: 100.
1: George has he it, he to yeah. 100.
0: 101 or something like that? Yeah, George oh, Burns wow. no,
1: he, yeah he said he was going to do a show on his 100th birthday and he teed Died not long after that that date came and went, but I I personally think that that, that was more of a publicity story. I think he actually died before that. Uh, you know, just like Charles Schultz died on the same day that the last Peanuts sketch or uh, strip was was published. It sounds like a good story. I think he was he was definitely he passed away before that. Gotcha. But that's just me and my conspiracy theories. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So has anybody heard about this thing? <laughs> no. For All Mankind? I, I didn't either, and I just saw this as a TV breaking news, and uh, I guess it takes place in 1983, and what caught my eye was this right here. It's on Apple Plus. Oh, hello. Ronald D. Moore. Wow. Yeah. He does so some good stuff. Uh, an alt-history drama set in a world where the USSR beat the U.S. to the moon. It's been picked up for a second season in October. And uh, seen its production halted by the coronavirus. But more joined by his EP colleagues as well as cast members Joel Kinnaman, Michael Dorman, sir. Blah, 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 blah. Did a sneak peek of unseen footage of the upcoming season. So interesting. That's two
2: things now that might make me actually pay for Apple Plus. I thought that was a scene. I thought that was a picture from the movie. the right Um, (laughs) (laughs) stuff. you're a moonraker man (laughs) so while we're talking about Ronald D.
0: Moore I don't know if you guys saw this this morning but I I gotta share this Um, did you see this from Midnight's Edge
1: oh god yes remember those
0: I think what were those Bud Light commercials when they're you know here's to you so and so guy remember those
4: yep yeah I remember
0: well, they did a brilliant spoof. Did you see this, Edson?
4: I haven't seen this one yet.
0: All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna put the audio up and play this. This is really funny. This goes out to uh, Midnight's Edge. This is brilliant. Please don't. Uh, I'm sure they'll be happy we played it. So yeah,
2: don't let's not fly it. Yeah, I don't think they will. If you don't
0: watch
1: Midnight's Edge, you
0: should. Yeah, these guys are great. Tom Rob, and Andre.
1: The Night's Edge presents Real Boneheads of Cinema. Real Boneheads of Cinema. Today we salute you, Alex Kurtzman. You've gone oh. You've taken a beloved 50-year-old science fiction franchise and completely destroyed it. Oh,
4: it didn't live long and prosper.
1: Likeable characters, <laughs> who needs them? We've got lucky spot.
4: Spock. She's just a plank in wood. a cold beer and celebrate a special kind of stupidity
3: that ruins Star Trek forever. Oh, this is awesome. How did sonar and space
4: work? I know. As long as it sounds good, who cares? This idiot is a sound space. That $25 million <laughs> CBS contract sure is getting its money's worth, isn't it? Uh, how do
3: you
1: let me know? We salute you, Alex Kirtland, because failing upward is still a thing in Hollywood. real, <laughs>
4: wow (laughs) wow
1: tell us how you really think how you really feel i didn't
0: really think they have a thing called like a son a sonar space sonar like he's right there's no sound in space how does that work see (laughs) yesterday i was complaining that these new star treks ignore science like there's no science plausibility there you go yeah, that was brilliant. I, brilliant. I listened to that like five times already. It's so <laughs> funny. It's so funny. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yep. That cartoon. Let's talk about that fucking cartoon trailer. Holy shit. The that trailer
0: was, or that scene, the sample the scene. scene? Whatever. It was abysmal.
1: Oh my God. Oh, it was yeah. so
2: bad. It was. Yeah, it, there's a
1: uh, it, uh, it, sample it, scene going around from Lower it, Decks.
2: It was, I don't, you don't know, can know if look play. For it on we YouTube. Might. We might get flagged for it, but yeah, it it it, it reminded me of like we don't a, use the audio, I think. Like a, a amateur, yeah, I wouldn't,
1: I wouldn't, amateur bother with
2: it. Skit. it was just terrible, uh, you know. The, the and, and the characters aren't even likable, like, the, no, like they're, they're just all captain fast
0: and yeah, oh,
3: god, yeah. yeah.
0: All right, let me pause it here for a second. So the ship. So what you can't see from this view, though, is that the engineering section is between those nacelles. So how did the people get back to the saucer section? Because they can't go through those two pylons because they'd have to go through the nacelles. So, so, so they have to
4: take a shuttle outside every time. It's
0: or to... beam. Yeah. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah, they don't. There it is. There's is a good view. So you see the here's the engineering section, right? So there's there's no way up here. If you go through here, you have to go into the nacelle to go back up through the pylon to get up here. So the devil's in the details and they didn't do their homework. They just they just drew something that looked cool, I guess. I mean it looks okay.
2: No, it looks cool. I mean it looks cool, the, but it doesn't the, make sense. The ship looks cool and that looks cool, but the cartoon itself looks terrible. Yes. I mean look at that. And the captain is the guy who's trying to play captain is extremely unlikable. He's just a typical. She's the captain. Oh, she is. That's yeah. the first officer, She's the captain. She's the captain. She's oh. in the center chair. Because that scene showed that he was trying to do a captain's log and stuff, and she was making. Well, he's no, see these. This is the command crew.
0: These idiots are the lower decks employees. These are like the low rung employees. Oh, okay. And he wants to be a captain. He's an ensign, and so is Jay. I only yeah. saw that one
2: scene. I didn't see the whole thing.
4: Yeah, but when I was, I watching, the, uh, when I was watching the panel, oh, they, had, Romulan the, whiskey. they yeah. had the actress playing the captain saying something like, yeah, my character is the captain, and no one really listens to what I say, so things just go out. I, mean, I was like, what? <laughs> I don't get that. Yeah. He played a gigantic
2: dork, and all they did was rip on him. And I was just like, it's not even likable. I don't like the character. The first second, two seconds, I listened to it. I was like, this is unlike... I- I- yeah,
0: it. Just, this whole scene between these two characters, where they're just she makes fun he's of him, talking
2: really fast, that he's going. Ep, 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 yeah. Like, it's just, there's nothing. There's no jokes there. It's not funny. No, she's just ripping on him. You're stupid, really. Like that. That only that humor only lasts so long. What is that t- uh, playground stuff? You know when you're. Yeah. Running? Well, let's see. This was a
0: minute forty, and that was too much. This is. I just, got
2: as far as that. I, I, I when they this were. This is talking. just hot garbage, man. It really yeah. is.
0: Because, you know, if you if you think about Star Trek, you had to be the best of the best to get assigned to a Federation of Starship.
4: Exactly. How could you be
0: this freaking stupid and inept?
4: Even to get into Star into Starfleet Academy where Wesley failed the first time.
0: Right. You had to have something going on. You just not everybody can go.
4: Well, they I think
2: they're appealing it to kids, obviously. It's on Nickelodeon, so no, this is not Nickelodeon. This is No, a- this is Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Pro- Nick- Prodigy's
4: Nickelode- on Nickelodeon.
2: Prodigy's the kids oh, show. Oh, I thought this one was going still- no. no. on. Yeah,
1: no, this is on oh, CBS oh All right. Access. This is this aimed <laughs> for regular Star Trek fans.
2: This is not going to last then. This will not last. It will be dead
1: in the water. Well, they don't have an international distributor for it, which is really telling.
2: Yeah, I think you
1: know, it's on Netflix, Netflix and Amazon have first right of, refu- of refusal for any new Star Trek projects, and they both passed. Yep. on this they passed on 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 strange new worlds they 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 passed on a whole bunch of other things so they yeah they're having problems uh getting international distributors for it so yeah this might not last because of uh they they might not have enough budget you know cbs paying for this themselves i just
2: is it really this hard to find good writers and good just content writers uh, yeah, That
1: do
4: the, that do what they're told, maybe.
2: We're, we're all here in a room. We could probably do a better job. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this is... Hire any one of us. <laughs> this is just...
0: I was hopeful it's for this, cat. too. <laughs> yeah, it's like some cat alien. Yeah, it's the doctor, I guess. Because it's wearing the, the blue... It's the medical officer. Yeah. yeah.
4: The lab so coach. Canadian.
0: And you got the um, Bajoran security person or uh ops person back there. Security. Yeah.
2: The wharf character.
0: Yeah. Looks like he has a fake eye or something. He's got like one gray eye and yeah.
1: uh, Riker. So much. yeah, he's got a big scar across his face, so it looks like he's only got one eye.
0: Oh maybe that's the yeah.
1: Cyclops as it were.
0: Right. Yeah and this guy's what supposed you- to be like the Tom Paris Will Riker kind of character.
1: You can tell by the beard.
0: The 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 shadowy beard, yeah.
1: Yeah,
0: <laughs> The stubble growth. And you got this guy. I don't know if this guy's going to even be a character or her. I think they're just generic. She's a trill. She's got the
2: dots. I don't know. All is lost.
4: <laughs> Looks like. It's, yeah.
2: not, it's not to search for Spock anymore. It's just to search for a plot and a good story.
4: As a matter of fact, they they specifically said on the for the product in in introducing the prodigy show that quote this we had to make a show that was appealing to kids so they know this one is not it it was supposed to be the other one, but <laughs> my my complaint is uh, when I was a kid I was watching Star Trek it's always been appealing to kids, I agree with you uh, my brother and
2: I we used to watch it every Sunday night with my dad.
0: This is another great video they made yesterday yeah. from Night's Edge. Did you see this one, Pete? Yep. Where Andre did these... He didn't want to get flagged by CBS, so he he did all these drawings from Not A Kid. Oh. This is Alex Kurtzman. <laughs> these, are, these are awesome, man.
4: <laughs>
2: these are so
3: good.
0: <laughs>
2: oh, man. I'm hung that's, up here. That's fucking great. We're, that's awesome. They're
0: killing it. They're killing it. Oh, it was... And Andre's funny. He's from where's he from? Uh, Norway or something, Pete?
1: Oh. I think so. Yeah.
0: There, there's Picard with his dog. <laughs> Everyone says, "By not some kid." I'm sorry. <laughs> 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 Let's see. Uh, oh, here, here, here's another <laughs> strange New World's crew. Star Trek, Strang Broadway. there. Sure, are a lot of white folk. Oh, <laughs> oh! And then he's got his, his Alex Kurtzman drawing. <laughs> Alex Kurzman's shitting in the bed. Alex shitting the bed. Star Trek, yeah, no Star universe, Spider Man. <laughs> this is <coughs> oh, this okay. my favorite because he does lower decks. wasn't hard to draw. <laughs>
2: Nice. <laughs> that's terrible.
0: Oh, these are just... This... <laughs> I was crying laughing watching this yesterday. Just too funny. Bravo, Andre. At Midnight's Edge. Bravo. That was just brilliant. Oh, here's one more. Wait, that's the Picard. Wait, wait. Oh... <laughs> Akiva Goldman and <laughs> Alex Kurtzman.
4: Mich-
0: <laughs> is that Michelle Paradise? Oh my god. That- yeah, oh wow. <laughs> these are great dude. I this is better than showing clips. These <laughs> these I put these on my fridge. <laughs> he drew them with a crayon and everything. Just so perfect. Oh man. Yeah. Midnight's Edge. Check them out. That was really funny. <laughs>
2: That's fucking hilarious. Actually, you know
0: what? While we're here, since we're, since we're winding down this Comic-Con
2: thing... Uh, we, we haven't really even talked about it. We haven't even started, really.
3: There hasn't no
1: really too right? much of Comic-Con, this is, which it's is just, kind of the point.
2: The news that you had at the
0: beginning, Jude, that it was disappointing is the news for the for the day. or the yeah, that, that, is-
2: that story came out wow. about four hours ago, so if there's an updated story, please show it. You have some Guys,
0: have you guys seen this
2: one yet? Uh, hang on. I just you know, yeah. I just didn't like the fact that the panels were pre-recorded. That really bothered me. I just really did.
0: Did, did oh. Have you seen politically correct transformers? No. Yeah. Can we yeah, play the audio? Put, yeah. Play the audio. Okay. From Useful Vidster. let's, let's <laughs> this is really funny. This is another one.
3: RC, Megatron's getting away! Don't worry about this, I'll stop him!
4: <laughs> oh, what the fuck, Megatron? You're a girl! Go. <laughs>
3: Why not? She was shooting me.
4: That wasn't a very feminist thing to do, Megatron. It's
3: 2016, Megatron. Don't you read the internet? (laughs) Decepticons retreat. I'm very frustrated and
4: confused. (laughs) <laughs>
1: oh. oh, my! How I being so blind! <laughs> Gentlemen, I've been doing a great deal of research, and I've decided that the septic arms need to become more politically correct! <laughs> Megatrans, I also disagree. Megatrans, you're problematic. You're problematic. You're problematic, and you're really problematic. <laughs> why boys. Wow, that's a cracking pair of kicks, Megatron. <laughs> Star Scream! You've objectified me for the last time!
3: Well, please!
1: Spare me, Lord Megatron! I can be PC too! Megatron was my slave name! <laughs> I am Ophendatron! Leader of the
3: Ophendacons! <laughs> <laughs> the wig on the- <laughs> Come
1: out and face me! Unless you're afraid to be beaten by a woman! Those watering grass aren't fooling
3: anyone, Megatron. I'm still gonna shoot you. You should check your
1: privilege, Grime, before one of my new warriors takes it for you! Behold! <laughs> Curvebot. I'm sexy, sexy, and <laughs> black, bot. Yeah, I'm just a black guy. I don't really want to be. You. Yes, you do. You're a minority. Start acting like
4: it. Jesus Christ, bro! Oh no, that's
2: terrible. That's terrible. Oh no, we're funny,
4: right? We're funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! All right, over the top. Oh shit.
3: I could have stayed home today! Uh, <laughs> I don't want to be on the wrong
4: side of history here. Yeah,
3: Grimlock don't want to be a bad person. Oh, what? Everyone wants to be a Decepticon now? Come on, guys. It's just Megatron with tears. Wow. Really, Optimus? Okay.
1: No, that's not what I meant. I... uh, He said go! Break his legs! Yes, that was
2: face, that's... At last! We are free from oppression!
1: Great job using your girthy ass to crush Bram's head, Kerbot! Fuck you, Offendatron! You skinny whore! I'm sexy!
3: Don't slut-shame me! (laughs) was a (laughs) compliment! Hey! (laughs)
1: Who are you? Too much infighting! Grimlock can't even! Grimlock literally can't even! My heart's was me! Offendacons, retreat! Screen. Oh, my god!
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, my. That is hot. I'm sexy.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, oh, lord.
4: <laughs> <laughs> wow. I don't know what to say.
2: Yeah, right, man. How so many? Was, how many? How many people did they offend on that? Uh, let's see. That came out four years ago. I just saw it the other night on. Uh, oh, okay. Netflix. Yeah, they
0: were uh, thirty-five thousand views on this one. I mean, it's, I'm sure it's you know mirrored all over the place. You got nine hundred and fifty-four thumbs up, seventy-two thumbs down.
2: <laughs> well, you know who they are.
0: Oh God, that was really funny. <laughs> somebody oh. just tweeted or somebody put a comment under it. Who else is here because of Friday Night Tights? <laughs> yeah, it was made in 2016 and, and everyone just found it the other night because it's freaking hilarious. I could not stop laughing.
3: <laughs> I was crying.
0: Yeah. It was really well done. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Even the voices were pretty good, you know. <clears throat> All right.
3: They should do GI Joe now.
0: I know, right? Oh God. Uh God. <laughs>
4: yeah oh sorry guys family's calling i gotta right, get going all right yeah thanks we're not for having here. me
0: thanks for stopping in
4: <laughs> i loved it <laughs>
0: <laughs> we'll do it again
2: now well, alan is not home yet
0: no he said he's going somewhere else so he's not
1: gonna be so not much else about comic-con that can be said Because yeah. comic-con was was a snooze fest well, i'm curious to know
2: what they learned uh-oh from this year. Uh Uh-oh, breaking news. What? Breaking freaking news.
0: (laughs) Daredevil actor accuses Marvel TV's Jeff Loeb of purposely minimizing Asian characters. Which actor? Uh...
2: Are we in a Twilight Zone episode? Peter I mean, I Shinoda. I want to know if there's if there were in a Peter Twilight
0: Shinkoda, episode. who played Hand Leader Nobu on Daredevil's first two seasons, uh, said that much of his character's story and development was sidelined because then Marvel TV head Jeff Loeb said thought or thought nobody cares about Chinese people and Asian people. Are you kidding me? Read one of the books, idiot. It's not about the hand. Jesus Christ! What the fuck would these people?
3: Oh. it never ends
0: you know and it's funny the Ray Fisher thing Pete if you yep. read that article today about the uh, Snyder cut he said that whole the N- Justice League is all about cyborg so connecting dots Joss Whedon made it not about cyborg there you but, go and he's all upset yeah there you go whiny actor go figure a whiny actor Yeah. Oh boy. So this is this is the news closing out Comic Con. Yet another another cancel culture. Jesus Christ. <laughs> You're right. What are we living in? The fucking Twilight Zone, man. It's just, I do like that it said uh, he's not gonna use an ounce of Joss Whedon footage. <laughs> he goes yep, I that up before using shots from another director. Yeah. Yeah, I think yeah, I watched the interview great.
3: with uh, with uh, Grace Randolph. And uh, he says he has like three hours plus of material
0: to draw. Yeah, right now the cuts at 214 minutes, I think I read.
1: Yep. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
2: So. Right. Go go back to the Michael Keaton thing. Michael Keaton. Yeah. Uh, Let's see.
0: La, la, la. Oh, possible cameos.
2: That must be Photoshop.
0: Michelle Pfeiffer. She played the best Bat Marlon Wayans Robin. Batgirl or Batwoman. Vicki Vale. Uh, Catwoman. Yeah, Catwoman. well, you know what? anybody can pick like eighteen Catwoman. characters that appeared in Batman and say they well, might come back. You're, you're a cat guy, but yeah, well, this wasn't too hard to do. Um Oh, Joker and Harley, please no. Yeah. Christopher Reeve. What do they say for that? A CG Christopher
2: Reeve, no. Just oh, no! Stop. No. Well, they did it with Carrie Fisher. Jonah Hex.
3: Badly. But, but yeah. Superman, Christopher Reeve. Bridge too far.
2: I agree. I is, agree. Alan, is Alan listening? In he just texted me. Is he? Yeah. So. Family Guy spoofs X Men: Days of Future Past in new footage. Uh, Alan wants to know if you want a headset. He just sent me a text message. Who me? Yeah, check your check your messages. What do I need a headset for? I don't know. You already have. Well, you didn't get one. uh, one.
0: No, I didn't buy one. Nah.
2: Uh, Instead of him at Walmart, he should be on here yeah I'm calling you out <laughs> he was on okay. yesterday though he was on yesterday um oh you know what i wanted to
0: check real quick so
2: so brother you you missed the drama they played um a clip from uh morty and uh, what's it what's that clip? Rick, and morty. Rick, and morty. rick and morty rick and morty which i'm not a big fan of the show oh but. yeah
1: uh, speaking of which uh, rick and morty uh the actress got got stabbed
0: oh my god kelsey Grammer's daughter right
1: yeah <laughs> <laughs> played, <laughs> she played, played summer yeah, yeah. So there was there was a uh, some attack in a, in a restaurant, and she got stabbed.
2: let me see if I can find it here. So they got flagged yesterday for playing an audio clip. <laughs> yeah, we did. They yeah, they, they shut the stream down. They shut our stream down. Isn't that crazy?
0: So for the arc, oh, and the archive too. I, I edited both into one thing, and put it on YouTube, and that got flagged. So I had to actually snip it out.
2: Uh, where is it? I thought I saw it. It's the way of the world now, people. Spencer. Here it is. Here Spencer
1: Grammar, who plays Summer.
2: Yeah, I got I it right here.
1: Stab a,
0: uh... Boom, 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 boom. Here it is. Yeah, in New York City.
2: Who would stab? Her?
0: Dining outside the Black Ant in New York City's East Village when an intoxicated man reportedly showed up to their location and demanded to be served. It was when the actress and her friend attempted to de escalate the situation that Grammar says they were attacked. My friend and I did what anyone else do in the same situation. Several voters, predominantly women, were also attempting to prevent altercation from escalating. I sustained a laceration on my arm. My friend was stabbed in the back.
3: Ooh.
0: Wow. Is that her voice in that scene we watched yesterday that we got flagged for, Pete? No. <clears throat> oh, okay.
1: No, she plays the the older sister.
0: Okay, I've only watched
2: um, season one. I haven't caught up yet. I I, I, yet. I, I, um, I watched,
1: gonna get weird.
2: I watched the show and I just cannot. What do you mean? Gonna I, get is already weird. I feel like you. It, it's. Uh, I just. Uh, it's. It. it nice. kind of felt like watching Pokemon, a Pokemon cartoon for the first time. It's just. I, I just. It was all over the place.
0: It, it, it's definitely it's very um, like
2: get up, I'm done. Which like,
0: is how lower hey, decks the dialogue's the same way, it's very yeah, choppy it's just
2: right. You're just like, oh, oh, overload, I'm gonna go into a seizure, I can't do this. So these are
0: fun. new from Iron Studios.
2: Nice, Sur-T-T-Pray. did you buy that Blu ray set? I did, and I'm waiting for it. Nice, but everything's coming in late these days. Yeah. So. You're gonna have Surfing Batman, right? I'm gonna, gonna watch the whole. Look, he's got the
0: shark repellent.
2: Look yeah. at that, brother! I bought the the whole complete season of uh of the um, look at Batman uh, <laughs> 70s show.
3: 60s, all the uh, 60, complete 60.
2: series. Yeah, yeah. I I was
0: thinking about getting them, but I don't know if I could sit through more than like 10 of them before I'm like, okay, I get it. <laughs> They're fun, you yeah. know. Fun. They're just. It's just. They're fun, but it's like. By the it's way, the um, the Flintstones Blu-ray set was priced up. It was. It's like uh, it's
2: like reading Mad Magazine for Batman.
0: So Flintstones will be released at eighty-five dollars. To
2: start, so wait a while, it'll be fifty. Uh, oh yeah, the Batman nineteen sixty. It's 1966. funny because that. That Batman yeah, show was, was many people's Sunday, first introduction to Batman. It was definitely... Yeah, I it was, I it was <coughs> the yeah. 70s, because we were watching the reruns every morning on Saturdays. It you was are? my first introduction to Batman. And then I went back I, and
3: started reading the comics, and I was like, yeah, mine too. Uh, then you start reading the comics, and are like, wait a second, there's a big disconnect here. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> the comic books are very yeah. dark. That I didn't realize yeah. the show was in the 60s. I thought they, they crossed over to the 70s, because it had that... Oh, he was um, in syndication in the 70s for a long time. Yeah, my brother and I religiously watched it every Saturday.
3: Yeah, but we, we were... No, I was in syndication.
0: Dude, <laughs> he's, he's asking yeah. if you want it for Jason. Uh, What? Alan, he's asking if you want the headset for
2: Jason. Oh, yeah, Jay. We we're, we were trying to actually oh. get you a headset. It's 10 uh, bucks.
3: Yeah, but I'm in San Diego. You, you, you'd have to ship it to me.
2: Oh, we lost Keith. Keith uh, always does that. Uh, Keith, Keith,
1: Keith disappeared.
2: Uh, so I think the idea is that these headsets Keith and I were talking about. And these are the this is a tur- is. this is a Turtle Beach one. They're for gaming, but the gaming headsets are actually cheaper yeah. than the ones that are designed to work with your computer. It, 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 if there's no PS4 or Xbox or um, Nintendo Switch name to it, usually That's they cool, they're marked up. But for some odd reason, the better headsets that are cheaper for the gaming systems will still work for your your laptop or PC. Three hundred fifty okay. bucks. Yeah. Really. How 100%. much is the one that
3: you have on your head right now? This
2: one—it's funny. I got this one. Uh, this is a Turtle Beach. I got this one for the PS3, and it's USB. But for some odd reason, Turtle Beach now discontinued anything that's USB wired. They want you to buy the. There's like a, it kind of looks like this. It's like, um, it's like a little USB dongle and all the headsets that are USB are Bluetooth. So the only ones you can get now, um, are the mini jack, which you're okay, but the USB which, ones are nice to have. Cause, it's just
0: weird because they're going from digital
2: audio back to analog audio by doing yeah. that. But Yeah. So this is like the last of the wired USB, um for a reasonable price. You can get these on eBay. This is the PLAs. But they want like 60, 70 bucks. And you have somebody's grody ear sweat in them. Yeah. But they're nice, because you know you can move your head around. In fact, we were talking about doing the, our podcast this way, instead of having the microphones, because you know we're constantly, if you're looking at stuff, it's nice to be able to have the flexibility of turning your head and just, you know conversating. And we do practice social distancing in our podcast. We do sit six feet or more apart. Like 15. (laughs) We are practicing social distancing. And Angelo, who's on our podcast, does wear a mask. That's why he sounds a little bit muffled. If anybody on the show is curious or listens to our show is curious. You'll see in the photos that we put on Insta in the next. He kind of looks like a bandit, like an
0: outlaw. He wears this like he does he looks like jesse james <laughs> well i've just gone through everything we saw some toys but that's toys Yeah, Comic Con's going out with a whisper that's right and yeah, uh, the it's going out that way
2: i think it was just basically a way to sell more merchandise than it was to actually inform us of what's going on in in pop culture news and comic books and movies yeah we just had more fighting than anything else right
1: yeah well you it was, know it was a big bust
2: yeah but it's kind of funny I, i'm curious to know because you know there's going to be a um a post-mortem on this you know yeah. people who are running this are going to do a post-mortem and whoever's in charge is going to be like what the fuck, well, guys we need to do this better so hopefully that corresponds to a new york comic-con and we'll handle this a lot a lot differently
0: yeah, I mean let me go back to their their YouTube site and we'll look at these numbers real quick before we go. It's um you know for uh for they have one hundred and forty thousand subscribers. And you look at some of these views, 124, 121, 58. Even if you go down, let's get into uh let's go here. Am I sharing this?
1: Yeah, yep, okay. I see. yeah we can see that
0: um Let's go back to like the earlier ones, like earlier in the week here. Uh one day ago, two days ago, nine sixty-seven, two thousand. Oh yeah. You know, four oh one, two two point one thousand, twenty-three thousand. Like the Bobs Burgers had twenty-three thousand far and away. The the Kirkman only got five thousand. Like you have a hundred and forty thousand subscribers. Never mind just drop-in traffic. And this is these are the hits you're getting two ninety-eight, three thirty-two. You know, it's uh Hulu's Hellstrom got eighteen thousand. You know, it's they should be higher than this.
2: It it goes to show that you you need to cater to the audience as opposed to putting together what you think your own agenda is and saying, Oh, it's gonna work. And that's the biggest problem here. I think they should have said what would how would the viewers like to to see this? And I think the strongest selling point is live and being part of the of a chat room while it is live and fielding questions. And they didn't do any of that. They did none of that. Well, especially you know, you look at like the Star Trek panel was so
0: controlled, and you know, they're again, they're not showing any of the numbers, the actual numbers for subscribers to CBS All Access or or anything. And you know, it's um, they even disabled the comments and likes and dislikes again. They just don't want to hear it. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know. This is uh, here four days ago. We're in the beginning of the Comic Con. Sewing a mask, two thousand views. <laughs> yeah, that's a panel sewing a mask,
2: which you could probably go on Comics YouTube. in the Classroom thirteen. You can go on YouTube and find that. You know, from how many cosplayers? Watchmen and the Cruelty of Masks,
0: nine thousand. Like you would expect a lot more if you've got a, a subscriber base of, you know, almost 100. Here's the Star Trek one, sixty-one thousand. That was one of their marquee panels.
2: I'm trying to find where was the dead everybody's
3: home too. Everybody's home, right? So there, you have an audience there, right?
2: Yeah, but the problem is, is you can obviously it's the attention span. I think most people log in for maybe a couple minutes and then they're just like, "Yeah, I'm bored. I want to go do something else."
0: Well, like you said, Jude, nobody wants to be kind of like talked to. Like you know what I mean? I right. when you're there at the con and they're sitting at a folding table up on a stage, they're kind of at the mercy of the audience. Yeah, they bring talking points, but they, the the panel goes in a direction based on audience
2: response. That's right. And, and, and sometimes it's, it's the, it, the entertaining part about it is the awkwardness of the people asking the questions. And, and sometimes they get up there and they're so awkward and nervous. And then that plays on the actors or right. actresses or the producers. They kind of tease that a little bit. Right. Oh, don't be nervous. Ask your question. And then, you know, they get laughs. And, 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 and sometimes you kind of want to see that interaction. And I don't want to eavesdrop on a Zoom call. I, right. I, I I don't care who you are. I don't care if you're, uh, if you're somebody who's my favorite writer or favorite producer or artist. I I want to be like I want to feel like I'm part of that. Yeah,
0: and you know you'll see a panel um do a left turn you know, sometimes when the it's landing with a thud. You know the audience is there's dead air in the room. The 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 body language is bad. They'll have to pivot. You know and and just. Come up with something else because what they brought to the, the show is not working. Well, so when you're audience, doing it on, on Zoom,
4: right?
2: And also, an audience challenges the people on that panel. That's what I'm saying. They'll like, say something, and that artist has to actually answer that question and say, "Wow, I never thought about that." Or sometimes they'll always say that key key phrase. Oh, that's a good question. You know, and then you know you're on to something because you've actually tapped into something that normally they they don't know the answer for. And now they got to come up with it. Right. And, uh, you know, I feel like a lot of these Zoom, the way they were edited, too, it's as if, if someone might have said something and said, Oh, I don't want that. I want it that edited out. Yeah, exactly. And they edit, It's like, no, like, it's off the cuff. This is the way it should be. I think we found the big
3: winner. Yeah, cons are warts. Cons are warts and all, right? I mean, it's all about the interactivity. That's what cons are about the fans right. interfacing with the, um, with, with the talent. Right. Um, that's what it's all about.
0: This New Mutants panel was the big winner. It looks like one hundred ninety-six thousand. The they, they should all be
2: up there, you know. The trailer was probably the best thing that I saw out of the whole Comic Con. You saw it? You good listened channel. to it? Yeah. You know,
0: here's one that's sad. Bugs Bunny turns eighty, and it gets nine thousand views. I
2: actually, uh, I actually, I actually was one of those viewers. I went on that.
0: I want to watch that. Just few that I'm going to go back and watch here. But uh, like the Denny O'Neil one, I actually wanted to watch the... Um, I missed the Denny O'Neill one. This one, the Two Morrows, John Cook's panel, I want to see that. Um, I might watch the rest of Rob. We, we dropped in on Rob there that night a little bit, but um, yeah,
2: I don't know. I just didn't feel like they really gave much to anyone. It was just kind of a... It was and- kind of like you were looking through a window as opposed to having them you felt like you were there you
0: and know? you know they've done this before but they're usually streaming the panel that's at the con up at the table with right. the audience so right. it has a whole different feel to it
2: well they play it up too when they when they get introduced they come out they they they're doing the whole selfie thing with the audience and that's what i'm They're, saying. they're doing some gimmick and people get off on that right so even if you're stuck home you still feel like you're kind of on
0: the outside, you're you're in the back of the room or something because you're you're seeing the, the actual ballroom being streamed. This is just like you said; it's watching people on Zoom, and it's and not not only that, half of them got bad audio. You know, Who wants to listen to bad audio. Yeah, it feels very
3: that? feels very antiseptic and bland. You know, yeah, you're right. You lose you lose interest after about twenty minutes or so of watching some of these panels. Yeah.
2: Um, well, I was doing dishes and working around the house with the panels running in the background. And I'll tell you half the time I wasn't really listening. I would stop and do and and maybe listen a little bit, but then I'd go back to doing something that I was doing around the house. Mm -hmm. Like it it was just background noise at that point. And then I was kind of like, Oh, I guess I watched that. But half the time I was, you know, Cleaning up the kitchen, doing dishes, uh, you know, sweeping, and just doing what I need to do. Here's another one that said, "tribute to Denny
0: O'Neill, 1.2 1. thousand views." Ouch. Yeah. Well, most it
3: deserves time. to be watched too. It was yeah. a, it was a really I, uh, very, that, very I good definitely
0: content.
2: go back and watch. Yeah.
3: Mike yeah. so, was on there. So this
2: is all the content wrong. here. This is the weekly content. This is the whole. Yeah, if you go to their YouTube channel, Comic-Con International. How long was the Denny O'Neill one, and who was... Who, An hour. Who An was hour. Danny
3: uh, yeah. uh, Finger, Fingeroth, Mike Uslin, uh Paul Levitz, uh, Joe Duffy, um, a lot of great editors at both Marvel and DC. Um, some of the names I'd forgotten. Oh, Mike Gold from DC. Um, and they all had, you know, very great stories to tell about Denny um all personal experiences that they had that were very enlightening yeah it was very well done
0: all of it they touched upon
3: upon his addiction too because he was he was an alcoholic
0: oh yeah he told us how he died he literally died no kidding yeah yeah he told us a really scary story about that yeah yeah, and i um, you know, I wasn't going to say that earlier, but since you brought the, the they talked about it here. Um, they talked
3: about it. Yeah, they yeah. talked about it. Yeah. And I mean, he, he did reference it a lot. Um, he wasn't afraid to talk about it. He put it. No. He put a lot of it into his stories. When he wrote Iron Man, he brought on a lot of uh, his, his addiction um, right. experiences in Iron Man. I thought yeah. that
2: was more latent than it was.
3: No, he wrote, he wrote Iron Man after like, Um No. Brother, he wrote Iron Man for a good um, patch of the uh, early 80s when uh, James Rhodes took over the mm-hmm.
4: armor for a while.
0: Right, because Tony was mm-hmm. incapacitated. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So
3: Very good run. Recommended.
0: Well, I think this one's in the books. Let me just, yeah. uh, before we sign off on this I'm going uh, to check something here.
2: Satan did the demon in the bottle, though.
0: Why don't we go around the horn and give uh yeah. give San Diego Comic
2: Con a grade? That's a great that's a <laughs> crazy cover too, Demon in the Bottle. It, it's uh, a that. weird strung out freaking Tony Stark on that cover. I've got it on my wall behind me here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I got it from Bob. <laughs> uh, let's see.
0: Let us see. So uh let's give it a grade. Who wants to start? The Comic Con? Yeah.
2: Uh, here's the deal. I think because of COVID, they probably, as a as a collective of whoever is in charge of it, they probably did the best they could do. So I wouldn't give it a complete failure, but I'd give it maybe a C because it's definitely something they can work on. Okay, if they do this again, especially for the New York Comic Con. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I mean, e- you know, I'm under. I've worked in this industry with a lot of. You know streaming and, and doing productions and usually that you learn from the first first time you do it and then you, you, you get together and say how can we do this better so for me yeah it wasn't eventful but at the same time maybe it's a learning process for the for if if this is something they're going to continue doing so you know I mean you can't blame I don't know I give it a C I don't know if you agree with me but okay Jason.
3: I'm going to go one grade lower. I'm going to give it a D. I think they had, you know, at least some time to prepare, and they should have. Um, they needed that audience interactivity. You needed to make it live. At least make to allow the fans to engage the the, um, the talent. The I, I agree. That's I, so I essential agree. to the con. Yeah, it's so essential to the con experience, and they really should have um, kept that intact. I think a lot of people just zoned out, to be honest with you, and um, you know maybe it's a learning experience you know it's the first time they've had to do this in in the past 50 years so you just take what you learned and apply it to future cons you need to make it more of an interactive um type
1: of presentation
3: so i give it uh unfortunately a D.
1: pedro i'm gonna split the difference and give it a c minus <laughs> <laughs> wow we got a
0: visual and everything
1: <laughs> yeah c minus for you guys over at comic-con and basically you, know, you you guys you guys uh, Jude and Jason said it uh, pretty much the best it needs to be more interactive it, it needs to be more interactive and more more content like like a regular con i know that that the studios probably were afraid of 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 announcing things because they don't know when they're going to actually be out but give us something other than these lousy panels that no that that we saw nobody watched
2: yeah very yeah those numbers are low yeah it's just it's it's background music basically that's what that's the perfect analogy i can give it a lot of these panels were just background music you know yep
0: so i'm with you pete c minus um for all the reasons that you guys have already said i think if the con the people who run the online con experience as we prepare for some more this year should go look at the top youtube channel that stream go look at midnight's edge go look at doomcock go look at gary from nerdrotic look at what they do when they live stream and you have to put that component like what we're doing here with a live chat room and when you watch them you know they've got thousands of people watching you know five thousand people watching and the, the the chat is just scrolling and you know, that would mean you'd have to assign some sort of a moderator to sift through all that stuff and pick out a question here or there, but um you need to make it more interactive. You need to do that. Yeah, you know, yeah, nobody even wants to sit there and watch canned interviews with right. celebrities who like to smell their own farts. I
2: mean, you know during a live thing, you, you can always you can always edit that in post. So if you want people to watch it later on, you just you can clean it up. Yeah. But do a live show. It's not a problem. It, it, yeah. Yeah. You can so, summarize things. Yeah. So, um,
0: and again, they'll you know, hopefully after this year they'll never have to do this again. Um, they can go back to doing what they used to do and just say we're gonna live stream the Archer panel from Hall H and
2: you get what you get. So I'm curious um, to know if they're gonna do the smaller panels online and then do everything the bigger panels and well, New
0: York was already doing that. They asked us to go. Remember, we were on a panel, it was just a streaming panel. I mean right. we did have a small audience there in in the hall there was probably what 50 people sitting there watching yeah. but it was primarily for the internet Right. Um, and they had three we, cameras we were, and they we were invited to do a streaming panel when they right. sent us the invite they said we want you to do a streaming panel so but it was still again we were live in the venue in front of an audience with a multi-cam switch right and, we weren't
2: we weren't in any hall we were literally on a stage for we were day.
0: literally in the stage in the middle of the exhibit hall right. but um But, uh, you know, that's the way it will go back to. They'll go back to that. This canned Zoom thing just doesn't work. Uh, So I'm just looking through this. This is um, conventionscene.com. Sure. And they list all the Comic-Cons that are on the schedule. And actually, you'll see our our buddy Mitch right here. Terrific Con canceled. Um, I expect there'll be more of these along the way. I don't well, think
2: we'll be seeing. I something. think it also depends on your state because I know I'm a I'm a GI Joe fan and they um, I follow some GI Joe forms and there is a lot of, you know, um, I, they're not really cons but they're they're definitely holding events and I think it's depending on the state. I know that sounds kind of.
0: But... Well, this we're having the small cons are coming back next month here in Connecticut. Right. Like the little actual cons, actual Comic Cons, little tiny, but I'm just trying to find. Um, the next big thing that we might want to do do this again for. And well, I'm thinking it's probably you- gonna be the DC. No, I think that we should do the DC thing on the twenty second. The fandom, which isn't even listed here, but um
1: DC. that's not a bad idea. It would probably get a lot more content.
2: Yeah. Oh, this so thing. oh okay. This thing
0: on the twenty second. Yeah. Uh, um yeah. There'll be a lot to talk about, particularly the uh, Snyder Cut. So, you know, he's going to drop a trailer that
2: day. So so what's our uh, – so we got the podcast coming up next week, right? Mm-hmm. So that is something our viewers can – our listeners can look forward to. We have blasted them with content over the last week. <laughs> I know. They're going to get tired live, of it. live streams in a, in a show. So, um, yeah. But um, so we have some new faces here, my brother. Yes, so um, hopefully we'll we'll get more people on our uh, rotating podcast of great talent. keep building it. And we're keep all expertises in different areas of pop culture. so it's good to bring in the collective. Yep. Any
0: final thoughts from anybody else before we uh, hit the red button to say goodbye?
2: What time is it in San Diego, brother?
3: Uh, quarter
2: to five. No. Quarter to five. So it's still Quarterly
3: sunny
2: and good. bright. I might even go out yeah, for right. go out I'm for Michelle. a walk. We have yeah. a little bit of a little bit of light here, but still sunny. Oh,
0: you know what? I still have sprinklers running outside. I should go shut them off. It's probably a swamp <laughs> now. So um yeah, I got to some eat something too because my daughter's gonna call in a little bit. So
2: all right, gang. It's
3: enjoyable guys. Right. Thanks again for the yeah. invite.
2: Yeah, time, my friend. Anytime, I know it's gonna be sad. We've been, we've been together for a whole uh, four or five days. Yeah. I mean, exception me last night just being in the chat room. Uh, I'm gonna miss you guys. <laughs>
3: it was fun, I've had it months. A lot of
0: fun. It was. Did you get rid of the rats, Jason?
3: We did get rid of the rats, we purged the garage of rats. Gee, oh, yeah, one funny story. Yeah, before I leave, um, what happened is my landlord he's I live in a townhouse, so he lives in the next uh, house over. He ha- he stores his vintage cars in the in my garage. He's a Cuda. He's got a Trans Am. So oh. he went to go start his Cuda yesterday, and he he pulled the engine, up, he pulled the hood up, and the, the rats just started running out of the engine. <laughs> they, they built a nest inside his Cuda. Yep.
0: Oh my god. So he's
3: freaking out. Yeah, and then he looks on the ground and there's rat shit all over the garage, and he calls Bye. me, he texts well, me, and he says, "You, you that gotta that get that down the- here."
2: That could segue into if anybody else wants to read along with my summer reading. <laughs> we got a big rat in the cover there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so this is going to be my summer yeah, reading. So, so I'm kind of excited. And uh, hopefully, you know, you'll see a review from me in the future.
3: I've had my fill of rats, though. I, I don't want to look at another rat. It, it, it didn't
2: look like it rats, though, rat. when you took a picture of it. It kind of looked like a cute little mouse.
3: They were baby rats. They were
2: oh, telling the
3: tail. Yeah, yeah, and they shit all over the place. So I was just, you know, sweeping up rat shit, and he had it. He plugged all of the areas in the in the garage that you know the grates. You know, he plugged mm-hmm. them all up with foam and that foam hardened. So hope you know, luckily, now or hopefully I should say we won't have any more rat problems. But uh, it sucked.
0: It does. Luckily. I had <laughs> people nights in here in the spring. It was awful, awful. So yeah, yeah. rodents—they're so, highly destructive. Right. All right. All, All, right, right. Guys. All right, guys. Job well done. That was fun. We'll Thank, you Thank you for the watches. Thank
1: you for the eyeballs. Follow yeah. us at PeteThePopCulture.com.
0: Look at Pete. He's getting the hang of this. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Hasta you, vista. Bye. Over and out. Bye-bye.